America is in trouble. We've turned our backs on God, forsaking our history, and too easily succumb to tyrannical orders. Our problem seems overwhelming, but the solution is simple. It's time we return to the Lord in strict adherence to the Constitution of the United States. Welcome to the Constitution Solution, one podcast under God. We're your hosts, Mark Deluzio and Christy Tyrone. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode 12 of the Constitution Solution, one podcast under God. My name is Mark DeLuzio, and my partner in crime is Christy Tyrone. Christy, how are you today? Ready to save America again. You keep saving that. You keep saying you're trying to save America. You better get some help, man. (laughs) We're like pinky in the brain every day. Every day we wake up ready to save our country. (laughs) Well, you know, we have to try, you know, I just had a a discussion with somebody the other day about, you know, know, opinions don't move anything. It's your, how you, how you act and all that. And to some degree, this is true, but you know, the world is littered with bodies dead bodies of people who, because of people who remain silent. And uh, when people tell me, I don't really get involved in politics, you know, really? Did you fill your gas tank up yesterday and pay five, six bucks a gallon? Guess what? You're involved, whether you like it or not. You know, so um, anyway, so Christy, this episode, I'm pretty excited about this one because uh, we already did an, an overview of of the three branches of government and the framework of the constitution. And we did, you know, article one and article two and article, we did all that already to, to, to a, a basic degree. Right. But mm-hmm. I want to come back on the, the three branches. And this episode is episode 12. It's called the genius of the checks and balances. I want to go back into these checks and balances even deeper. I don't want it to be something that is just one of the many things we talk about, albeit everything we talk about, I think is pretty important. If it wasn't for the checks and balances, and I'll get into this a little bit more, we would be like everybody else in this world. We would not have been the powerhouse that we are, I believe, if it wasn't for the checks and balances, because every other part of the constitution is kind of like common stuff that a lot of countries have done, including by the way, the bill of rights. Okay. Uh, not too sure how many countries have the second amendment, but, uh, <laughs> which is kind of important by the way, yeah. but, uh, uh, it's, it's very important, but the, the, the checks and balances, the three branches of government, Article 1 talks about the legislative branch, which is the Congress and the Senate, right? Article 2 talks about the executive branch. I love my little real Linda joke, so I'm going to say it again. In respect to Rush Limbaugh, the executive branch, for those of you in Rio Linda, is the president, okay? And the third branch is the judicial branch, which is the Supreme Court, okay? And there's where in lies all the checks and balances between all three of those. You know, and we talked about the fact that you know, there are the checks on each other. For example, the executive, the legislative branch has impeachment power on the president. Okay. The president can veto legislation. Well, the Congress or, you know, the legislation, legislative branch can override the veto. Uh, the judicial branch determines whether or not laws passed by the president and Congress are, uh, are constitutional. 
And there's all kinds of other checks and balances between these three, three bodies. And, uh, and as we talked about on our fourth branch of government, which is the ABC uh, administrative agencies, of which most are unconstitutional, that's where we're losing our freedoms because the president, these, these administrative branches like the EPA, Department of Ed, uh, OSHA, uh, FDA, uh, CDC, all report through the president, okay? And the regulations that they end up enacting in these branch, in these agencies are dictated in a lot of respects by the president, which basically means the president is writing law, okay? But that's another subject for another day. We do an episode on the fourth branch of government. I want to talk more, though, about the checks and balances and the genius of what this is all about. Now, in order for so, me to do that, oh, go ahead, Chris, Christy. Before you get into all that, I just, mm -hmm. you know, always like to go back into history. And um, on our Stamp Act episode, we touched on this, where, um, and the buildup to the American Revolution, to even declaring independence, uh, King George was overreaching his bounds, even, and acting as the executor, the legislative, and the um judicial he was kind of covering all three grounds of government in one body and our founders saw the trouble of that and the tyranny that came from one making all those decisions and um that's kind of part of why they wanted to, to break those branches up and one of the guiding bible verses that um sums up a lot of the stories in in the old testament that they referenced is um an isaiah 33 verse 22 where it says for the lord is our judge the lord is our lawgiver the lord is our king he will save us so god is all three of those <laughs> and that works yes. out really great yes and by the well, way I'm no you're man good, you're a good straight man on that one by the way when you say one body <laughs> yeah when you're talking about the the, the tyranny from england it really mm -hmm. was one body it was king george iii Yep. Really, physically, one body. Okay, it wasn't a mm -hmm. body like the legislature or the parliament. Yeah. Right. Most of the tyranny came from him. Uh, yeah. And, and him alone. Right. And matter of fact, when you read the Declaration, they specifically call him out. Okay. Specifically in the Declaration of Independence. But by the way, Christy, since you brought up the uh, the uh, the judge, the you know, in your reference to the Bible, if you look at the Declaration of Independence. And a lot of people talk about, well, you know, there's no tie between the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And, and, uh, and uh, you know, the Constitution doesn't mention God at all, which, by the way, is by design. Um, and so how can, how could the, the, the Declaration have any impact on, on the Constitution? And, and, you know, well, it's an unbelievable impact. And there are, the references that you just made are found in the, the declaration so in the in the beginning the preamble of the, of the of the declaration they talk about the laws of nature which is refers to the legislative aspect of what you were talking about and and nature's god which is the executive god is the executive yes. he is mm -hmm. the legislature and then at towards the end of it they talk about i'm trying to find it here um appealing supreme judge to the supreme judge 
of the world. That's my favorite. Okay. <laughs> Appeal and to the supreme judge of the world. Of the world. So they are talking about the three branches of government right in the declaration and the tie back to God. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's in there. Okay. And, and, and uh, it, it's interesting when you read these words and you really try to understand what do they mean by them. Right. So, you know, the declaration had 27 petitions that they thought were tyrannical. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, over taxation, uh, housing, uh, housing troops in people's homes and all this stuff. So when they came up with the Constitution, in particular the Bill of Rights, the first 10 amendments, right? They were addressing these grievances. So people say, well, you know, uh, the Constitution doesn't say uh, uh, you have a right to do that. They weren't intending to put every single right that you have as a human being in the Constitution. They wrote that Bill of Rights in the Constitution in general to reflect the grievances that they experienced from from England. Yeah, and you can go back and kind of match them up. Even when you look at the, the Bill of Rights, you can go back and many of them can be pinned to a specific grievance in the Declaration. Every one of it's these really cool. seven. Yeah, oh, absolutely. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. Everyone. Um, well, right here, there's one, there's a grievance about, you know, of, of housing troops in people's homes. Okay. It's the Third Amendment. That's in a Bill of Rights. I mean, yeah, that's in a mm -hmm. Bill of Rights. Um, um, taxation without our consent, which is where the representative government, you talked about mm -hmm. that we're a representative government, where we have a way to voice, you know, our, our thoughts and our concerns to somebody, which is our congressman, right? Mm -hmm. Um that's the representative government, not a democracy, as you pointed out in that one episode. Okay. And yeah. I can go on and on. I I, I look at all of this, uh, uh, all these different grievances that they, they, they uh, outlined in the, in the declaration, which did translate into what our constitution looks like. So uh, it's, it's an unbelievable document. They say that the, Declaration of Independence, written by Thomas Jefferson, one of the most poetic, literary, literal pe you know pieces ever created. I mean, he was a master with the pen and with the words, you know. And uh, we're going to do a whole episode on on Thomas Jefferson and some of the other characters that are out there, uh, good and bad, by the way, because we need to learn from the bad and from the tyrants. But when you go back, when you go back to this, Christy. Let's just talk about how some of these other governments run. India, for example. I'm going to India in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. My fourth time this year, I'm going to be there. And and they, they're set up pretty much like a lot of these other governments, like England, for example, where there's a parliament. Now, the parliament is the body that passes law, okay, just like uh, that that writes legislation. Now, Do the, the people vote for their representation in parliament? They yes. vote them in? Okay. Yes, they do. Well, I don't know. I think from country to country, it's different. Okay. Uh, some are appointed. Uh, I, I know if you have the two bodies, like we have the Senate and the Congress and the mm -hmm. House of Representatives, uh, they may be elected differently. Okay. Okay. Uh, just like ours are. I mean, at one time, the, the state legislature legislatures appointed the Senate. 
Until right? the 17th Amendment, I Until believe. Until the 17th Amendment, now we, now we vote for them, which I don't think we got to do move. a whole thing on that. Yeah, yeah, day. yeah. Yeah, I don't think that was a good move. But uh, yeah. anyway, uh, so it's different, I think, from country to country and how, how these people get appointed. But okay. for the most part, they do get elected. Now, in a parliamentary system, Mm-hmm. The executive branch, which is usually what they call the prime minister, is at the behest of the of the parliament. Okay, so if you ever hear, oh well, the prime minister got ousted because they had a no confidence vote, if there are enough people in parliament that vote against the prime minister, he or she's out, done. Oh, well, okay. okay. There's no there's no checks and balances here. Here in our constitution. The president, executive branch, gets elected by the people. Yes. Okay. With the with the, uh, under the framework of of the electoral college, which, by the way, we will have an episode on that because that is unbelievably yes, that. misunderstood, and it goes right back to being a republic versus being a democracy, right? Um. So so the parliament. So so really, the executor, the executive branch in these governments doesn't have any power. Okay, they really don't. And if they don't get along, all they are is a rubber stamp. If they don't get along with the legislator, in this case, uh, legislator, legislative branch, which is the parliament, they're out. Can you imagine how long the Democratic Congress here in the United States would have kept Donald Trump in place? They would have been gone. They would have catapulted him over the wall. Once he said, I do, he would have been out. Okay? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and swore his, his oath. So, so that's what happens there, okay? Uh, we don't have that. We have the checks and balances. So we have these three independent branches. You know what? I'm just thinking about, as you're saying this, how um, how each branch is instituted differently, too, because everybody votes for the president. Right. Um, the districts vote for the Congress, the districts mm-hmm. and states. Mm-hmm. And then the judges are appointed. By the executive, but approved, so it's but even approved, interesting. But approved by the Senate. Yes. Yes. Right. I mean, so Supreme it Court anyway. There. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But you yeah, know, just kind know. of di- different how they're all put into power, like like how we're talking about the different parliaments. So even each branch has a different method of instituting the, yeah. the powers within. But you know, it's funny because uh, maybe again an episode for another day. But the uh, the everybody says, well, you know, the Supreme Court justices are lifetime appointments. Well, yeah, they are. There's no term limits, but they can be impeached. And well, and it a, says by good behavior, as long good as behavior, they're good right. behavior. So I got to ask you, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> said that she's going to use international law to interpret the Constitution, was that not grounds for impeachment? That doesn't sound like good behavior to me. <laughs> Nobody had the guts to call call that out. Right. Nobody had the guts. Well, in the one episode, we talked briefly about what Samuel Chase in, I think, 1808, and they tried to impeach him. He's one of the judges they tried to impeach. Um, and that's the first time that kind of happened. He didn't end up getting the boot, but um, it'd be kind of fun to look more into the history of those incidences. And today they're going after Clarence Com- Thomas only because they don't like what he does. They don't yeah. like, they, you know, they, they're using these things like, oh, he has an association with this billionaire and he he was on this guy's yacht. Really? Come they're on. digging. They're digging come on, deep. Come on, come on. You can do better than that. You know, uh, so anyway, you know, when you look at this, to me, is the reason why 
were different. The yeah. three branches of government, the checks and balances, I don't believe there's any other nation that has that or had it in the past. Okay. And yeah. and that is that is an unbelievable part of our of our government that if you go back to the stamp back, if you go back to all the aggression uh, transgressions, uh you look at the declaration of the 27 grievances that we had against the king, okay? The whole government was formed to combat that. We did not want to have power in one person's hand. We didn't want the well, president. Even the yeah. Even the um the dispute they had when when shaping the constitution over uh representation in Congress. And that's how we ended up with the 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 Senate and the House because they were down to how to represent the states and the people was a you know trying to figure out how the best way to do that so that's how we got both houses so you could have population and each state represented which is awesome exactly and and they wanted it hard to pass law yes they wanted it hard yes although i look at the number hr 7024 and only <laughs> halfway through the congress it's like what are yeah. these guys what laws are they passing why are we passing all these freaking laws i know you know who who can keep track of all these laws? Do you know what the you IRS know, code? Go ahead. Anza and I, my daughter, we, you know, we were we were laughing about um, Katie Hobbs, our current governor in Arizona, how she's queen veto. She vetoes everything. It's pretty ridiculous. She's not my favorite governor by any means, but I kind of like the whole not getting new laws thing. Just just stop it. Just leave us alone. You know, nothing new coming through is better than bad things coming through. We know it's interesting. The 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 Republicans in Arizona here, uh, we're going to pass new election laws. Wait, wait a minute, they didn't follow the ones you passed last time. <laughs> no, yeah, nobody cares. What makes you think they're going to follow this one? <laughs> okay, it's such a but, mess. <laughs> um, but you know, they all have to look like they're doing something. They all have to yeah. think uh, that they're that they're yeah they're busy. They're they're fighting for you out there. They're going to pass new laws. And, uh, you know, so somebody asked me on the campaign trail one time when I was running for Congress up in your district, what are you going to what are you going to do about the immigration laws? I go, make sure we follow them. Yeah, they're already there. I said, what what makes you what would you change on the immigration laws? Title eight. If you go down title eight and look at those laws, every one of them, the president on down are violating. OK, and nobody's saying anything. Everybody's talking about title 42. Title eight is our immigration laws. I said, I'll tell you what, when we are following the laws, then I'll evaluate what's working and what's not. Yes, right now, we don't need new immigration laws. When they say yeah. educate, when they say immigration reform, that's code for allow more people in illegally. Okay. Make them legal yeah. now. That's what that's code for. So, you know, anyway, getting off track a little bit here, but when you start looking at the the laws that we pass. The fact that the executive office, the president, can veto those laws, we can override his veto. The legislator, the, the Congress in particular, can impeach the president. There's a checks and balance. The Supreme Court, judicial branch, could you know, rule a law unconstitutional, okay? Or a, uh, a, a move by the executive to, that's unconstitutional, right? And if you look at the courage that these founders had 
you know, starting, you know, like you said, with the Stamp Act and all the way through the Declaration and declaring our independence, right? And by the way, they gave King George almost a decade of chances to work with them. And that's spelled out in the Declaration, too. Hey, we petitioned you. You haven't heard us. Our grievances have been have been petitioned to you, and you ignored us, basically, is kind of what they're saying. Okay, enough is enough. We're going on our own. And that's kind of what they did. Now, and by then, blood had been shed, too. So it's just... It yeah, just got to yeah, exactly. And more to come, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to take a, a quote out of the Declaration. It says, whenever any form of government becomes destructive, in these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it to form a new government. So, so you know, where are we today in that regard? I don't know, but we're getting close. It also says, I think, I believe it's shortly after that, um, but these moves shouldn't be made under light or transient causes. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Very important. Because we're not a democracy. It's not just on the whim right. of the people at the moment, Right. right. Um, so, yeah, we do have that right and that duty to pay attention. But the cool thing about our three branches of government or, our, our, you know, our founding structure is like we don't need like a whole new system. We just need to reform the system we have. We need to get back to the basics. Of we need, what to, follow. It we need to, to follow it. That's why yes. we call this a constitution solution, because we both feel, Christy, and we're not the mm-hmm. only ones that feel that. If we follow our constitution, most of our problems would be resolved. Okay. Yeah. Get the government out of our everyday affairs. You know, they shouldn't be so invested in every move we make as they are, as we've allowed them to be. You know, Christy, I just wanted to bring this out in a separate episode, the, the genius of the checks and balance. It was absolute genius how they did this and unique. It is a unique experiment for that simple reason. Now, I hope people listening to this would really understand how special this was and and how special the founders were. Because I want to close with this, Christy. So you and I have talked about this quite a bit offline. You know, I've met college students in particular, but I met adults. The Constitution's an old document. You know, it's it's, it's outdated. It's old. It was written by a bunch of uh, old... uh, uh, and they weren't old, by the way, but old uh, white wigs, slave boat. <laughs> they what? Those wigs, though, made them look older than they were. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting one, by the way. Yeah. I'm starting to lose my hair here, you know. <laughs> uh, maybe put a little powder on them, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, these, uh, when they say, well, you know, well, the Constitution is old and outdated. And as I said in a previous episode, you know, it's not a suggestion. It's the law. Whether you like it or not, it's the law, okay? And 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 yeah, written by old white men uh, who were slave owners. And, oh, so that discounts everything, right? You know, and when they say the Constitution is old, I ask them, well, what about the Bible? Although yeah. I'm afraid that, I'm afraid of their answer when I ask that question. Yeah, okay. they don't like that either. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, it really does upset me, though, when these guys are discarded in that regard because— these people had the courage, all of them. First of all, they had bounties on their head by the King George, by King George. Okay, had they been captured, they would have been taken to England, tried and hung, probably along with their families. And that's not after a bunch of torture. Okay, 
Okay, these people put their literal heads on the line, okay? Just why we have the Eighth Amendment, the no cruel and unusual punishment, because they were being cruel and unusually punished for this. They were, they were. And, you know, when you really think about, and they were brutal, the British were brutal. Mm -hmm. Uh, when you think about when you think about these people who sit behind their keyboards and make these kind of statements, they wouldn't even have the guts to do a quarter of what oh. these guys did. And I'll end no. I'll end this by by looking at the last line of the declaration where they pledge their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Okay, and then they sign, and they knew when they were signing on the line, they could have been signing a death warrant. And by the way, these were relatively very wealthy men. They didn't mm-hmm. have to do this. Yeah, they didn't. And say, same with Donald Trump. Guy, the guy's a multi multi billionaire. Why does he have to do this? He could have lived his life off down in Mar a Lago playing golf every day or do whatever he wants to. These guys were unbelievably wealthy, and they had the courage and the love of our country to be mm-hmm. able to do what they did well and i always think too when people don't think they like it and and want to complain about the found our founding what is better what has served humanity better as a form of government because we're, we're going to be governed it's you know that's go back to our republic versus democracy episode and see the different forms of government throughout history and how they've all panned out so we're going to be governed. This has been really fair and good. And the people have prospered in ways that the world hasn't really seen before. So when people don't like it, I'd like to know, what do you want to replace it with? Be careful. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll give you the answer. Socialism. <laughs> I know. Now they just say it. Like when I was growing up, you didn't just say that. It was like. They can't even define it though, Christy. You know, you know. It's interesting. Who said, I think it was Trump that said it. Venezuela wasn't a failure because socialism was poorly implemented. It was a failure because socialism was executed very well. That's powerful. Okay. Yep. That's where it goes. And and, and as as we talked about, I think, in the Communist Manifesto episode, socialism is just a, a, a platform into communism. Mm-hmm. that's really all it is you, you know and you have every about. episode of communism has failed people have died horrible deaths many many people have died under communism and um sure america has its flaws but our representative republic has brought more people out of poverty than any other system you know we've done so much better and like you said especially these young people who are totally like capitalizing on America's fruits and then they think they hate it and, and the other side. So it's just, it, it doesn't make sense. And it, I guess it won't until they grow up, but in the meantime, that's why we're doing what we're doing, right? To try to just get this clear to more people to see why America's worth fighting for. So let's not forget about the courage that our founders had uh, mm-hmm. to do what they did. It was a big deal, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, and you, you joked earlier, and I think there's some merit to what you said before we got on this uh, episode. Uh, I call this the genius of the checks and balances. 
But there's so many other genius things that happened with the Constitution, like the Second Amendment, like the Electoral College, the fact that we're a representative government. You already covered that once. But maybe we should have a genius series, the genius of blank, 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 right? Because there are so many unbelievable insights that we take for granted today that it, it was unbelievable. And I go back to you know Thomas Jefferson probably being the brightest and the most genius of all of them. And they were all in the upper echelon in that regard. And, and again, I, I said this in a previous podcast, but I'll end it here. And I know I'm going to mess this up somehow. I have to get the right quote. But they said that when Washington's cabinet, you had Hamilton and you had Madison, you had, uh, you had, uh, you know, Jefferson, all the, all, all the players around the table, when they assembled this, the most concentration of intelligence and brilliance was that one room that they were in. And it was only greater when Thomas Jefferson was by himself. Yeah, when he dined alone. Yeah, he did. Same day as John mm -hmm. as uh, John Adams. July 4th, 50 years after the founding, right? After the uh, Declaration. Yep. yep. Amazing stuff. So, well, again, I really want to press this three branches and the genius of it and the checks and balances. That's what makes us who we are today. Without this checks and balances. Now, again, it's eroding because of the fourth branch of government. Go back yeah. to that episode and take a look at that one and see where we're losing our freedoms. And that's what we got to start working on, okay, in my opinion. That and the Federal Reserve. But um, anyway, Christy, any last words? I think that's it. Just like we started this episode with Ready to Save America, so now we just have a little more information to uh, be more effective in that fight. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, the genius of the Checks and Balances, episode 12. Christy, thank you. And we'll see you all next time. Mark Deluzio and Christy Tyrone. God bless America. And may America bless God. Thank you. Till next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Constitution Solution, one podcast under God. You can find other episodes on our website at 1787solution.com, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're your hosts, Christy Tyrone and Mark Deluzio. Until next time, may God bless you and may God bless America.